Hey guys, welcome to the HBIC podcast where we're going to be talking about all the things that help create the life that you are truly meant to live. Boutique owner, marketing enthusiast, mother, entrepreneur, and now your new BFF. I'm your host, Emery, and I'll be the one that's going to be hyping you up so we can get you to your highest possible self. I've seen it too many times where women aren't confident in their relationships, businesses, and overall life, and I'm just here to change the game. So sit back and follow along where we pave the way to your true potential, get ready to be unstoppable, empowered, and an HBIC. Hi guys, welcome back to the HBIC podcast. Today we are back for another episode on the HBIC talking to a co-host of mine, Miss Mallory Campbell is going to be joining today. Now, the funny thing is I was just telling Mallory about this is I don't personally know Mallory. Like we've never physically actually met, but across Instagram, I feel like she's a soul sister in, in some way because I was telling her I went to a couple different networking events and I feel like a lot of the girls were talking about this Mallory Campbell. And I'm like, who the hell is this? Why? I feel like I'm missing the fucking invite to the party. I'm like, where? Who is this? Why do I not know her? So naturally, pull up my phone. I Instagram and look up Mallory Campbell and here she pops up and in all of her glory, it's like this beautiful aura of energy that is just so positive. She's doing amazing things around the world. She's doing retreats, not only with herself and other women, but she also does a podcast and a million other things with her husband as well. So I'm really excited to have her on today to talk about not only what she does, how she helps women and men, and she's doing all the things, but just to kind of guide us through what she can help us with as our own individuality. So without further ado, I want to introduce Miss Mallory Campbell. Mallory, how are we doing today? So good. Fabulous intro. I absolutely love that. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's so great to be here. Yes, I'm very excited. So yeah, let's start off. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself, your journey, where you're at now, all the things that you're doing, because I know you've got a million hats, you're killing all of them, you're doing such an amazing job, and I want them to kind of know a little bit more about you and what you're doing. Yeah, I love that, and this is a completely sidebar. Have you seen White Lotus at all? Have you watched that show? Oh this my god, okay, I'll be honest, I started it, and I just can't get into it, and I've seen so <laughs> many people say, oh my gosh, I love it, it's such a good show, it's and I just, I, I, am I missing out? The only reason I asked you that, and if anyone listening has watched it, is because in the second season, one of the guys asked her, he's like, so tell me your story, tell me everything. And she takes it back to when she was born. So like now that's the only thing I think of when people <laughs> ask, she's like, well, it all started, you know, X amount of years ago when I was born in San Francisco or whatever. So that's what it took me to, but I'm not going to take you back that far. Um, but yes, how all of this started circa like when I got into coaching, and I'll just take you a little bit farther back. Um, I got certified as a personal trainer in 2009. Um, so that's really where my entrepreneurial journey started was in 2009. When I got certified as a trainer, I worked at a couple gyms. Uh, and then I actually opened up my own fitness studio with a co owner, who was a really good friend for seven years, we ran a fitness studio, I taught Zumba boot camp, you name it. We had it, and that was a huge part of my life as I started to step into that role, which ultimately was coaching. And I didn't really even realize at the time because you're just in it. That was that was my life. Um, I have done bikini bodybuilding competitions. I have run a network marketing business as well for about three years. I built a really large team, and. As I was going through, I also have two kids. I've been married for over 11 years. And as I was going through all of these different endeavors, what I was really starting to see and kind of the common thread that was going through all of these things was that these women wanted to hit their next level goals, whether that was a, a physical body goal, whether that was a rank or an income or whatever it might be that it was never really about their schedules or their husbands or lack of time. It was really a deeper thing that we love to just kind of gloss over and look at the shiny things on the other end instead of actually looking at what are the blocks that are in my way from holding me back to getting to this next level. And that's when I really started to enter in the world of coaching. I joined an elite mastermind in between anything. I had nothing going on at the time. I had left my previous two network marketing companies. I had left 
I have given up my ownership at the studio by choice. And I entered into this elite level mastermind with my husband really having no idea of what was next. And that was the moment where I really had to do some soul searching of what it was that I wanted to create. And that's when I started to lean into what I do now. I started as a mindset coach, quote unquote, mindset coaching. I launched a program. I hired my own one-on-one coach and that really took off of like, okay, I want to launch this thing. These are the women that I want to help and let's just see how this goes. And I ended up selling out that program on the last day that I set for myself. I had a post-it note on the board in my office that said, I'm going to sell out by, it was August 25th of, I think it was 2020. And my last woman joined on that day. And then we started like a week later. And yeah, it's so wild. And that's how um, everything just transpired from there. I'm on my seventh round of this program launching right now and retreats, podcasts. We've had, I've had a couple of masterminds that I've ran as well. So that is really how I began doing what I do now. And I think it's so funny how all of us start off doing something and then furthermore into it, you kind of go down this rabbit hole of something further that like, don't get me wrong, you probably loved fitness and it was great. But then you found this other thing that was like, oh my gosh, this is really why I love fitness. Like this is the heart of why I love it because I like to help other people and coach them. So then it brought you to this new journey of mentoring and coaching and all the retreats and stuff. I think it's so funny because I talked to so many different women and men in coaching and everything like that. And it's funny how they're like, oh yeah, you'd never know, but I actually owned a shoe business before this. And here they are like selling multi-million dollar real estate. And I'm like, how does that piece, like, I don't understand. Yes. So it's yes. like, it's very refreshing to talk to a lot of people like yourself. Uh, they start this one business endeavor. And then that doesn't mean that that's the only thing that you're probably going to do. If, mm-hmm. if anything, it's kind of like, it's like going to school. You go to school, you learn your ABCs. And then as you get older, you kind of find this niche of what you want to kind of do. Not that you have figured out by then, but usually by the end of it, you have a more specific idea of kind of what you want to do. It's just like that in business. If you start a business and later on you go down this, again, rabbit hole of finding out truly what it is that makes you happy from the beginning, I guess, era of your career, right? Oh, yeah. And it's not a linear journey. Like this will take you to your ultimate highs and your ultimate lows. Like with it could be within the same day. It could be within a month. It could be within a year. There is like people think sometimes looking from the outer view of watching somebody or something that it just started here and just had this trajectory of, you know, skyrocketing. And yes, but also there's peaks and valleys in between all of that, that sometimes if you're not hitting the those lower parts, you really don't meet the pieces of yourself that need to be exposed. And then that's going to catapult you into the next level of whatever that looks like. Exactly. Yeah. And thinking about, okay, thinking, going further into like getting in your own way, like those lows Mm -hmm. of those sometimes can be discouraging. Now we were just talking about you do these women retreats. You also do couples retreats, which we'll get to in a little bit later, but specifically for the women retreats that you put together, what do you find is the most common thing that women allow to get in their own way of success Mm -hmm. or happiness? Like when these women are coming into these retreats, what's one very common, like I'm sure everyone's got very different things, but something that kind of is on the same page of this is one of the biggest things that's getting in their own way to have a successful life. If they're not like a business owner and they just want like that clarity, or if it is in business of their own success, what do you find is the most common thing? That's such a good question. And I love that you, that you brought it here because first, when I just, when I just think about these retreats that the women go on that I curate for them, it just like sends chills down my spine because it is one of the most transformational experiences that you can really go through. And what I've seen for anybody, even if they're just coming into one of my programs or coming into the retreat, I've heard now this isn't everybody, but this is a lot of women that they come in and they're like, Oh my gosh, I don't deserve to be here. And I've heard that from so many people of like, Oh my gosh, well, this woman who's coming, she's done this and she has this. And then this one over here, she's doing this and she's doing this. So do I really deserve to be here? And I've experienced the same thing as I was joining masterminds and I'm actually going on my own retreat as a participant coming up later this year. And I feel like that's such a common thing that so many women experience because it's so easy to compare ourselves to everyone else out there. And once we can get past that and you really 
settle into the space. So I've done retreats. I usually have anywhere from 10 to 12 women who come into these amazing homes. They're super bougie, high level, but like we do the deep work, but we also have like a fuck ton of fun. Like we have so much fun. You create some lifelong relationships with these women. And once you can get past that of number one, saying yes to yourself, because I won't say all of us, I will say many of us struggle with our worthiness of spending the time, the energy, the money to actually shake up something in your life so drastically, like going out of state to a retreat, that in and of itself can start to reprogram the way that you think. It's just getting over that hurdle of like, yeah, I'm worth doing this and I'm going to go. And then once you're there, you're like, oh shit, I'm here doing this thing. What did I get myself into? And then you feel the energy of the room itself and the just the amount of women that want to see you succeed with the most open arms of, yeah, we're in this together, that starts to shift the way of your own being. And when you return home, you're just a completely transformed person without sounding so dramatic about it. But it really is dramatic because it's amazing. That's incredible. And it's like, it kind of almost sounds like they're having like a mini imposter syndrome. And I know a lot of my friends who aren't business owners are like, I don't Mm -hmm. have imposter syndrome. Like, I don't feel like I don't have the success because like I'm not a business owner. I'm like, everyone can have imposter syndrome. Moms can have imposter syndrome. You can just be working at your bank teller job and you got promoted and you have imposter syndrome because you don't feel like you deserve again Mm -hmm. to move up in your job. So it's like, I've talked to this about, I've talked about this to other women. And yesterday I was actually talking to two girls and we were kind of talking about the whole comparing thing. And as women, it's like, we feel we're not worthy. We feel like when we're in these situations that, I don't know, comparing ourselves, we feel, what's the word I'm looking for? Like if we compare, we we're like, oh, we're not as good as them. And if we do say that we are as good as them, mm-hmm. then we're full of ourselves or we're being, you know, conceited where it's, I think the mindset is that a lot of people are around a lot of negativity in their lives, which could yes. be from either trauma that's happened in their past life or whatnot. And it kind of filters into their everyday now. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of feel like, okay, I'm going to be negative about everything as well. That's where the imposter syndrome kind of sneaks in. Whereas when you do these retreats with women who are all here, like we're all here to hype each other up. We're all here to dig deep because we, we know we're incredible people being around other amazing people. You have no other choice, but then to be in, like an incredible empowered person. You know what I mean? You, you are yes. what you hang around. Oh, absolutely. That is a huge part of what I love to create is being in the energetic of these women, because exactly like you said, so many people out there, they don't, we don't have that in our lives. Like we've grown up with certain models of behaviors and it's really familiar. Um, Growing up, I had a lot of anxious energy and a lot of that modeled for me of this is the way of being So it wasn't until just within the last couple of years that I realized, oh my gosh, this doesn't, this doesn't, I don't have to be this way. I don't have to have this thought. I don't, this doesn't have to be my default of just slipping back into feeling so much anxiety or stress or negativity. Like I get to start to reprogram and rewire and get in tune with my body. So I don't have to show up this way. And that was, there was a lot of resistance and sometimes there still is because I will be honest. Some of these things run deep, like 20 some years deep. I'm 35 years old. So that is even longer than that. I have a lot of history and I'm sure a lot of women listening to this can relate of, oh my gosh, that is a pattern that's so familiar to me. And that has become a default until we really start to look at it and realize, holy crap, I can, I can shift this. Exactly. And it's hugely yeah, have- a part of the people you're around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. We have this mindset that this is how it's brought up. So this is the right way. And it's just, I don't know what it is, but it blows people's minds when I'm like, you don't have to do that. You can literally wake up every single day and be a completely different person the next day. And people are like, no, that can't happen. It's like, yes, it literally can. You can be whoever you want. You can do whatever you want just because of how you were raised or what you're taught. It's obviously hard to come out of those things. Like you were saying, it's almost like it sounds dramatic to say trauma. Cause if you say mm-hmm. trauma, I think there's a negative notation to that. It's just like saying like, Oh, I go to therapy. As soon as you say oh, that, yeah. somebody usually is like, Oh, well, what's wrong? You know, yeah. it's never a positive thing. Whereas trauma really is just another word for old ways. 
the, what yeah. you're used to, how you're raised. You know, you got to get a, a corporate job or you don't dress this way or this is who you date. Like there's so many things in the world that can like, I guess, connect to trauma. And going further into that, you said that you kind of shifted from like a mindset coach and got a little mm-hmm. bit more specific into it. And you dig a little bit sometimes into people's quote unquote trauma. And yep. some people might not even understand that something is trauma. Cause like I was just saying, trauma has a negative connotation. If I sat here and I was like, Oh yeah, that's just my trauma versus me saying, Oh no, that's just how I was brought up. If I said mm-hmm. that second piece, no one would think anything different of it. But if I said, Oh yeah, it's just a trauma in my life. People are like, Oh, Oh my God. So what ways do you think people have trauma or quote unquote old ways that they yeah. may not even understand is trauma, regardless of oh. that's a business aspect yes. or their personal life? Yeah, there is so much there. And I will just touch on this really quickly. And once you start to up-level the circles that you're in, that becomes a natural conversation. Like if we are all like, my husband has two therapists at, at any given time. We have multiple coaches and that's just the conversations that we love to have. So once you up-level your circle, it becomes just part of the conversation of like, hey, what books are you reading? you know, are you, what, what's going on in therapy? Like what coaches are you working with? What programs are you in? And as you up level, that becomes a natural part of the conversation. And it's a beautiful thing, you know, but it does take some like, oh my gosh, we're, we're going there and trauma. Basically all trauma is, is too much, too fast, too soon. And that's the most simplest explanation that was ever given to me through my certification to become a master trauma-informed coach is that it's too much, too fast, too soon. And a second part of that is not having an empathetic witness there while you're experiencing this thing, somebody to hold that space for you. And if there was a lack of that or something happened to you too fast, too much, too fast, too soon, that can be considered trauma. So there a lot of people's idea of what trauma is. And yes, I would agree with you. A lot of people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I'm not open for that conversation, right? Because a lot of times we don't necessarily want to go digging for stuff until it starts to present itself. And the more you get into quote unquote, the work, starting to process, starting to heal, starting to look at the shadow pieces of yourself that aren't always the ones that you want to show online or the things that you're like, oh yeah, you know, check this out. Those shadow pieces come up. The more you start to reveal, the more you walk through that process and people look at trauma and assume it is something along the lines of abuse, physical, mental death in the family, like big things, big T trauma. People tend to look at trauma and I was the same way. I'm like, well, I never had any of those things happen to me. So I don't have any trauma. And this was me, you know, five years ago. Now I'm like, oh, okay. As I started to, my husband, it's a running joke on our podcast. My husband wants to rename our show to the onion. He's kidding because, you know, all of the layers, as we start peeling back the layers, you start to see more about yourself. And Now, with that new explanation of what trauma can look like, oh my gosh, has there been just so much in my life that I did not even realize? And it's it's more of what happened to you and not, well, what's wrong with you? It's what happened to you and the way that we handle that. So as children, we so much happens before while our brains are developing. And I'm 35 and I have... Some things are coming to my memory now that I didn't even know happened because my body was protecting me and keeping me safe. And through patterns that I've noticed in my life, I've had a lot of dissociation, a lot of numbing to where I can't recall certain things that have happened. And now as I get more comfortable and I start to settle into my body more, things start to arise on their own. And that's when you can really start to look at some of these pieces of yourself and either through therapy, which I'm a huge advocate of therapy, whatever kind of therapy you desire to go into or working with somebody who is familiar with these pieces that you want to really start to go into, then you can start to get into your more truer aligned self. And this wasn't until recently when I'm like, okay, the mindset work is amazing. It's needed. Absolutely. But there's a whole piece 
of this process that I wasn't looking at until the last couple of years of, wow, really getting into our bodies, we can start to move energy through breath, sound, and movement. And that has started to transform how I show up energetically. This can affect your money blocks, your blocks with relationships, why you're not hitting certain levels, because as we then to create more space within our body, we can then hold more. And I don't know if that answered any of the questions. No, that no, you that's asked. literally <laughs> spot on. It okay. Was spot on because it's like, like you said, when you say trauma, people think like, oh, an abusive parent or yes. a drug addicted yes. sibling or like, you yep. know, I mean, something crazy. Yep. And it doesn't necessarily always need to be this like big, bad, ferocious mm-hmm. thing in order for it to be trauma. Like you said, trauma is too much, too soon, too fast, like all yep. at one time. It's just a lot happening to you that you can't process. And instead of processing it, you kind of just hold on to it. And then when you yes. hold on to it, like you said, your body just kind of blocks it out to put up a, like a defense mechanism for you to be like, we're just, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this back in 30 yeah. years. See you yeah. soon. And you're yeah. just like, all right, we'll do it then. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that's okay, right? It keeps us really safe. Like our bodies are designed to do that. It keeps you safe, right? Like my husband had, and well, we, Okay, we call it like an awakening, but it was a full on like mentee, like full breakdown situation a year and a half ago. And that is really what like catapulted us into what we do now is because he had a physical body response. His certain thoughts were coming forward up in his mind that were starting to come like come true. Like he could start to see these things starting to happen. And there was nowhere else to go. He couldn't escape to work. He couldn't escape. We we built and renovated our home um, during 2020 when everything was shut down. We did it in eight months and this would have been a two-year pro- project. So that was a huge distraction. He's built multiple companies and there was nowhere for him to put his energy and everything just started to surface and like uh, affect his body to where his lips were turning purple. He was almost had flu like symptoms when these things started to arise. And the first time it happened, we just chalked it up to like, ah, eh, he's probably just getting sick. He never gets sick. And then it started to happen multiple times. And then we started to lean into, oh my gosh, this is something that we've never experienced before. We ended up hiring a friend of ours who is a men's embodiment relationship. Like this is the work that he does. He hired him as a coach and, and a mentor. And that was what, what started it all for us of like, oh my gosh, we have done so much in our lives. And half of it was a coping mechanism trauma response to what we've built. And then we started to have to like unravel some of that of this is why we do the things that we do. It's not good or bad. It just is, right? We can't place a meaning on it. It just is. Just right. It just is. Yep. And then we really started to have to, we just started to navigate from there. And that's when everything started to shift. And that's how we got into the work that we do with the couples, with the retreats, with all of the things. Yeah, I was just going to bring it up to the listeners. So you guys listening, not only does she do these badass women retreats, which the next one mm-hmm. is in Austin, correct? We're going, yes, we're going, actually, the coach that I just referred to, my husband's coach, and then I actually hired him. He's coming back to do breath work for the women again. And that was one of the, the most, the highlight of our last, well, a year and a half ago, we were in Austin. And now we're going back. Um, so that one's in May. It's in early May. And this is now open to any woman who is ready to, fully go all in on themselves, have this next level, like upscale experience, but also create connection, create the relationships and really just take a different look at themselves in this season of life and come back, you know, not that you need to change and be different, but you just come back a more opened version of yourself. Yeah. And it's absolutely incredible. Like I watched the videos of like previous ones and I'm Uh, like, I'm having FOMO. And I know it already passed. But I'm like, I wish I was there. Like, yeah, come to the next not, one. It's going to be. Not only are you doing yeah. the women's only one, mm-hmm. again, as far as you just talked about, like you guys yes. following her journey on her Instagram, like you can just see the connection her and her husband, her family, her the, the her clients, everything has. But the connection with her husband is just so inspiring and just genuine that you can't help but like literally want to watch it like, like the Kardashians <laughs> in a way. And they do, she does this women's retreat and then they also 
do a couples retreat together. Now you do a couples retreat. So you do this podcast and clearly you guys have a very good understanding emotionally, physically, mentally together as far as it's hard to go through all those things with a partner. I know a lot of yeah. people that would probably experience some of the stuff that your husband went through and be like, Ooh. I'm out. Like I, this is too much for me. Like this is a lot. You guys are so honed in on each other and what you, you need. You are there for each other to support each other. It is just absolutely beautiful to me that you guys not only have your own lives going on, you're doing these women retreats, you're doing your own business stuff. He's doing his own stuff. You're connecting mentally, emotionally, physically, all the ways. And then you guys also put together this couples retreat and more. They have a podcast yeah. together. Between all of that, including home life with your children, what advice or tips do you have for other couples to have a successful relationship, marriage, all of that? Like, what would you Ooh. say to those people listening? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We, we've we been together 16 years. So we, um, right when I graduated high school, we started dating. So um, he is also uh, 15 years in sobriety as well, his, awesome. uh, recovering from drugs and alcohol. Heroin was his drug of choice. So if anyone out there is in that, we have worked, my husband has worked in depth with a lot of, he's very involved in the world of recovery. So we have seen our fair share of the shit. Like we have been, we have been in it. Um, so now anyone listening who is in a partnership, what we do, we have, we created a couples mastermind that we launched last year. We have six high level couples in there. Some are entrepreneurs, some are not. And these couples are wanting to just open up the line of communication. And that's really a huge, huge piece for, creating safety within your relationship because for the longest time we were like, Oh yeah, you know, we have great communication. We have, you know, there's safety and all the things in our relationship. And as things got exposed to us over the last two years, we were like, Holy shit. Um, uh, like we were just like at a loss after everything that we've learned through our journey and through his awakening and through our coaching and mentorship, we've worked with um, a husband and wife couple who really walked us through a lot of parts of who we were together and separate. And that's a huge piece. So there's going to be the work that you do as an individual and then the work that you do together. And both are equally as important because if one of you is really taking off in the journey of I am bettering myself, I'm doing this personal development stuff, I am walking through this road of you know really healing, and the other one is like, yeah, that's good for you. There's going to be a disconnect there. So getting on the same page is like top priority as well as really looking at your communication between the two of you and creating safety. Um, that's a huge thing, a big piece of what we really look at in the dynamics of the couples because we do get to, we get in there, like <laughs> the, the stuff that we cover and really putting it all out there, I am so thankful that the couples that we have currently, they are so willing and ready to go there. Like we go deep. And we started our mastermind doing an in-person event because working with women, it's not as much of a thing. Like women are more open to share and get vulnerable. And I don't say every woman, but a lot of them are open to that. And it's the, the husbands or their partners that are like, hmm. I don't really want to go there. There's a bunch of dudes in this room. So we kick off our mastermind with an in-person weekend event. And by doing that, it really creates the space for the husbands or the, the partners to fully be vulnerable and be seen. And we have had men, almost every single man in our relationship was, has been sitting on the floor looking at their, their wives in the eyes, just tears pouring out really sharing to the depths of their souls what's coming up for them. And my husband has an amazing way of working with men that they just feel really safe to put it all out there. So the communication piece, creating safety, and really knowing that it's okay to work on your own stuff. And then it, it, it is okay to bring that together. But coming from a place of curiosity rather than criticism is one of the biggest things that we constantly have to bring forward, not only in my own personal relationship and marriage, but as we hold space for these other couples, it's so easy, just like we talked about in the beginning of the show, to 
slide back into the familiarity of what we know instead of allowing our partner to have the space to be vulnerable, to be open, to be curious with with them rather than be short and irritated and judgmental of the thing that they're bringing forward. Because in my own dynamic, I've had things, my husband and I are, are totally opposite. He is a, I don't know if you're familiar with human design. He is a generator Enneagram seven. I am a projector Enneagram three and our love languages are completely different as well, which love language are great, but there's a lot of other tools out there that we can, you know, that we get into in our mastermind and things that were like a 10 for me of uncomfortable to bring forward in conversation were a one for him. So, and vice versa. So we really had to work on creating a safe, non-judgmental space to bring things forward, to get our own needs met. And that in and of itself can be looked at as being selfish, right? Because so many women out there, I'll I'll speak for me because I have kids, we put everyone else first and then our own needs go on the back burner, right? So we really have to Whoo, it is a stretchy, it's stretchy. We stretch ourselves in in these containers to really be open and vulnerable and gain the communication skills and tools to bring these things forward. So those are some of the things that I would really um, share with couples and as an invitation to really go there. Absolutely. It's like the biggest compromise in a way Mm -hmm. because it's like, it's hypocritical to be like, Hey, I really want to talk about this. This is bothering me. They tell you how you feel. And then you're vent, you're immediately in defense mode. It's up to you as a partner. It's a two way street to be like, I want you to tell me how you feel and I'm going to take it good or bad because it's how you feel and your, your feelings are valid. So being able to have that space of these people in your guys's retreats to just sit there and open up about things. I think, especially like you said, men, they're, also raised to don't show emotion therapies for weak assholes you know your baby if you cry you're weak Mm -hmm. if you do stuff with your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend whatever the situation is and i think it's nice that they're in these retreats and when they're surrounded by not only other men seeing them opening up like okay this is the normality of it like this is what we're here for us coming here and sharing our feelings isn't going to be tabooed it's almost embraced and encouraged and once that kind of like doors open it's like floodgates right they're like oh shit this isn't that bad and especially if their partner is willing to like you said not compromise or be selfish but like to sit there and understand their needs like you said your 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 10 thing is a one for your husband and his one thing's a 10 for Mm -hmm. you know vice versa it's like you're finding out what is bothering them that might not bother you but you have things that bother you that might not bother him and you both need to be on the same page of understanding that with the communication key and knowing okay, this, I, I don't like that you don't take the trash out. Well, I don't like that you don't do your, you know, X, Y, and Z, like certain things that might bug each of you. And it's just a communication of, oh shit, I didn't know that that actually bothered you. And I'll do that. And you do this and we're actually cool now. And it took this moment to just sit in this section to be like, hello, listen to me. We need better connection and con- and conversation and communication to understand yeah. what each of us wants and needs out of this relationship in order for be happy and successful. Yeah. It's just radical responsibility for your own shit too. It's, it's huge. You know, we love to point fingers in relationships. If anyone is in a relationship listening, it's, it's easy, right? It's like, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And we really go in depth about how to connect with yourself and fully look at what your needs are. And that in and of itself can take your relationship just to an entirely new level. But again, you are, it's, it's a stretchy place to be like, it is uncomfortable for a lot of us walking this road, but it is like, it will transform your relationship. And it can even go further in between not relationships. I know there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. that are in a relationship, like this isn't attained to me. Half the problem is you, you, like you said, owning your own shit. Like realizing you fucked up or you did something wrong or, you know, you didn't stick to your goal and that's why you don't have the outcome. Like it's owning up to what bothers you or what you want out of something, life, your job, making a mistake and owning that and being able to take it like with a grain of salt, you know, like just, Mm -hmm. okay, I messed up and that's okay. 
It's okay. But instead, especially in a relationship, oh, I didn't do this because you didn't do this or you never told me or you didn't remind me instead of, oh, shit, you may have reminded me I did forget regardless if you did send me the text message to remind me that the kids had this appointment. But I- I'm so sorry. I got it next time. Like it's it's yes. standing up and owning to anything in your life regardless if you're in a relationship or not of pretty much investing in yourself in a way of yeah. – really knowing who you are as a person in order to have a successful relationship. And I, I, so I was previously married. I married my high school sweetheart. We were together for 13 years. Um, I, we, it was a blame game for everything mm-hmm. for both of us. Realistically, like you didn't do this when in reality, it was just a feeling relationship at that point. But once yeah. I took the time with my therapy and realized like I'm doing all of the things that are meeting your needs. I'm listening to you. I'm, you're telling me this, this, and this is bothering you. I'm, I'm fixing things. And you're not putting in the work to do something for me. That's not a relationship. That's a one-way partner. It's like I feel like you're my yeah. boss and I'm working for mm. you at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously got a divorce. And now I've been with my boyfriend for almost three years now. And it is night and day with the communication of, hey, babe, I know this is bothering you. Like my ex – if you're like, hey, this is bothering me, it was a stone cold wall. It was like mm. opening up a bank cellar. Like it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Here, I go to bed mad because that's just what I'm used to for the last 13 years. And he's like, ah, no, 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 no. That's not happening. What's going yeah. on? What's like, it's like, I'm not used to it. So it is night and day of why something can be successful versus not successful because you have to own up to your own self of what your own problems are, what you want out of life. And then if you have two of people that are willing to do that mutually, it's going to work out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So yeah, with that, if like kind of investing in yourself, if further into a relationship, regardless if you're, you're a man or woman, single or married, what three things do you think every person should invest a little bit more of this mm. year to make Ooh, yeah. their, their life, their business, their marriage, their children, any, anything, whatever it is, a a more successful year for them. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, a a thing that's been like one of my words for the year is pleasure. And that can sometimes have, you know, a certain, like people think it means a certain thing. Yes. And no, it's both right. Like having an element of fun and pleasure in your life is something that I'm taking really seriously without, you know, it being heavy. And we can get stuck in this just like, like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I have to do this. And that can take the fun and joy out of so many things, right? Like, how can you find the pleasure in what you get to do? I find myself all the time like, oh, I have to do this thing. It's like, no, no, no. Taking it back like years and years, I get to do this thing. And that little shift is, is huge. So if you can find a way to create fun, play, being super present, whether that's with your kids in your job, creating social media content, whatever it is, find an element of fun in there that lights you up because that is what's going to create that magnetic energy with whatever you're doing. Right. So that yeah. is one of the things, yeah, that I'm really leaning and even, into. And even the pleasure aspect of whatever one is thinking here. We're talking about sex. Oh, God, yes. Gentlemen. Yes. Even that Huge. needs to be a little bit more. Oh, my God. Pleasure aspect of this. Yes. My next workshop I'm doing in person in Detroit will have like a feminine embodiment, like after hours, like that tone to it. And it's going to be amazing. Um, so that's a huge, a huge piece because that can unlock so much, right? Yes. So adding a form of pleasure and fun into whatever it is that you're doing, wherever you can find the space. And then, and a self-investment is another one that's really huge. So anything that's going to shift your energy from where you are now to where you want to go, whether that's investing in a free program, whether that's investing in a retreat, whether that's investing in a coach or a mentor, whatever that looks like. And for me, I'll just come out and say it. You put money behind it, you're going to show up, right? I'm all about the free things, but I have joined so many free things that I'm like, eh, whatever. I I was literally just going to agree with you on that. It's like so many words. Like we love free. Everyone loves Mm -hmm. free. It's simple. It's easy. There's no commitment. And that's the thing. There's no commitment. There's no way like, oh shit, I spent a hundred dollars on this. Like even if it's shit, I'm going to go to it because I spent a hundred dollars and I'm like, I want to get some knowledge out of it. So I'm right there with you on the money means power and commitment and you will show up. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. That's, that's a huge thing, right? Like invest in something. The finances, they, 
And if you just, if you get yourself in the right space, it will come to you, right? Like you will be able to figure out how to make it work. I'm not saying go drop hundreds of thousands of dollars on whatever it is, right? But whatever that means to you, commit to something that's going to shake things up. It's going to shift your energy. It's going to shake your schedule around, right? It's going to start that reprogramming of like, holy shit, I'm going to invest in this thing. The moment you say yes, you start to show up a little bit differently. I promise you, I invested in my own retreat coming up. That was a five-figure investment for a five-day retreat. That's it. And immediately after committing to that, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like you are showing up as a different level already by just saying yes to yourself. So, and, and also, also going further with that really quickly mm-hmm. is not only for showing up for yourself, like there's so many things that I have been to. Like I went to my very first event in 2019 by myself. Yep. I was absolutely terrified. I'm like, it was yep. $150 to go to it. And I'm like, oh, do I want to spend that? I don't know anybody, whatever. I made the commitment. Not only did I show up for myself, but the connections I made with the people that were also yeah. there. Like if you take an online class, you might be able to have like a chat room after and get to connect with other people. The connections you make through this technically self-assessment of for yourself, you yeah. will be surprised at how many connections you could potentially make. Like for example, I went to Met, heard Jamie speak. She talked about Mallory. I'm sitting on a podcast with Mallory right now. All from yeah. showing up and investing in something. Was it free to go to? Yeah, whatever the situation is. But the connections also on top of these self-assessments are absolutely changing as well. Yeah. And you committed the time, right? Time is a huge piece of that. There's so many other things that you could be doing, right? Instead of like taking time away from your family, taking time away from your kids, your job, your life to actually show up and do the thing, the energetic and time commitment is also a huge investment as well. And that's that's a big thing. Um, yeah. And then my third thing would be along the lines of your own energy is really huge. It's one of my top core values is really utilizing my energy, seeing what I can take away versus just stack on um, has been a really big thing for me and getting in tuned in my own body. So creating some somatic type practices, which is a huge part of what I do and what I lead women and some men through is creating a safe space within your body for breath, sound and movement to start moving energy through your body. Can you can feel like an entirely different person, entirely different person by implementing breath, sound and movement into your daily practices. And if that sounds a little like, oh, I don't know what that means. Like I am 100% open if you drop into my DMs or we can have a conversation. I share about it on social media. And that can look like, and it sounds so cliche, right? You see these things all go for a walk, right? Like a huge thing for me is shaking my body when I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling some sort of way. You can start to physically move energy through your body by intentionally shaking things out. If you see an animal in the wild who's gone through a traumatic experience, whether it's, you know, an animal being chased by a cheetah or whatever, if that animal survives, you will see them. Dogs do it too. They shake their entire body. And that's a way of moving energy through up and out of your physical being. And you're going to feel lighter, less tension, less anxiety, less overwhelm. All of that can start to shift and transform the way you show up. I think we should start a trend where we all just like post, like put our phones down, like propped up on a tripod or whatever it is and stand up and literally just like imitate our dogs. Cause we all yes. know that shake and then literally tag you, like just getting into yes. manatee, don't mind me. <laughs> I have posted, I have just shown up on social media that exact way. I'm like, you know, here's what I do. And we do these in my workshops and my masterminds and we really start to create the space where it is okay to breathe, to scream. I've had women in my workshops were laying on the floor and I turn the music up as loud as you can turn it up. And on these exhales, it is just the time to fully release. And that comes in the form of shaking and screaming and creating that audible sound that comes out that you just feel so safe to do, whether it's by yourself or in the presence of other women who are doing the same. It can be one of the most powerful, powerful things you can do. Oh, I love those. Those are very yes. like specific because they're things that like we tend to like look over self-assessment, yeah, so simple. You know, pleasure. You're like, oh yeah, I like to have fun, like work hard, play hard. But it's like, no, it's like you're going up. Like, are you enjoying it? You know, so the pleasure, the self-assessment, yes. and the energy and kind of shifting everything to feeling 
everything you're supposed to feel really are amazing things to hone into that I think a lot of people overlook each yeah. year because they're like, oh, it's it's whatever. It's just it's just my anxiety. Nothing a little yes. coffee the can't help. Things. Oh God, yes, right. Like, yeah, I, I fall I fall into that. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling anxious. Let's get another coffee, right? Like, well, if I start <laughs> to look at it a little bit differently, oh shit, this can actually like. Hmm fine. You know, sometimes there I am doing that, but other times bringing the awareness to it, I'm like, okay, maybe instead of that, I'm going to have this green juice over here and create a little stillness in my day. And then you'll see like, ah, okay, I'm starting to feel different. I'm showing up different. My way of being is a little bit different and that can be huge. It doesn't have to be these giant things. It can be small, little tiny micro things that really start to shift. And it's those little things that are just like the little things. It's it's the little things that are the little things. It's the little yep. things that start that snowball effect into creating who you want to be. And it kind of goes yeah. at the beginning of what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode. It's like you start off doing this little thing. Then yep. you own a gym. Then you do this. And mm-hmm. then you do this. And now you're doing all the things that you're meant to do. It's taking those little actions to invest in yourself in order to next year be like okay i've i've accomplished and i'm 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 fucking owning those three things right now what other three things can i add to this this year or this month or this day whatever it is to yep. get further than i was yesterday last week last month last year you know and in order to have the life that i am supposed to be having and one that i can actually enjoy yeah absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. So, so now the next part of the podcast is the fun part. So I have 10 questions for you that I have not sent you. You have no idea what Yay. I'm going to ask you. And this is just a little bit fun for the listeners. That way they can get to know you a little bit because I know personally, I listen to a ton of podcasts and I always fall in love with somebody that I listen to. And I'm kind of like that fangirl on like, you know, TV shows where you watch a TV show and all of a sudden you go on Instagram, you're following the whole cast. Yes. Now you're invested. They're like, Same. oh yeah, they were just in Bali with their cousin last week. Can't believe it you're so invested and sometimes I get like that with podcast hosts like I'm just like oh I, I love them I love I love their messages I love what they stand for so I like to have a section in the podcast that's a little bit more about I know we talked about you and like your professional world your love yep. life, like all that but like the fun facts of you that just make you who you are like what makes Mallory Mallory yeah so I'm gonna ask you 10 questions they can be as simple or as elaborate as you want are you ready to go I, I'm ready Okay. All right. Number one, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, Ooh. what would it be? Uh, does coffee count as a food? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a bean. It could count. It's a bean. Um, I would say I, I'm i kind of like real. I love a good salad. That's one of my favorite things, as lame as that sounds. But I also really like pizza. What's like your go-to salad? Are you more like a fruit with like nuts? Or are you like a Southwest? No, I, so I love – there's a local cafe, if you're listening in Michigan, that I frequent often and it has like chicken and mixed greens and like a whole bunch of good stuff on top of it that's that's honestly my jam love it love yeah. it okay so number two that kind of goes into further are you a breakfast lunch or dinner more person Ooh, oh this is this is tough because i i love a good dinner i would have to say dinner is probably my my jam okay all right perfect they say people look like their pets do you have any pets and if you do do they resemble any of your family members so I don't have any pets currently, but I did have a 16-year-old chihuahua that I got when I was 18. Her name was Stella. She was chocolate brown and about seven pounds. Um, she, I was, this is, I was like the one in high school. I got her in 2006. I had the matching Juicy Couture tracksuit with yes. the matching bag, and she also rode in the Juicy purse with her own matching <laughs> Juicy sweat outfit. Um, so that was me. Uh, I love that. In you know late 2000s. She didn't look like anybody, but we did have like matching Juicy Couture outfits. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Out. It's giving like the Paris Hilton Mean it, Girls mom. That was that was it. That was the vibe. That was me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, number four. What color do you think your aura is? So I've actually had an aura reading, and one of the girls who comes on my retreats, she reads auras. She has a beautiful gift of what she does. So I've had an aura reading with a photo that shows my aura is like a, it goes from a yellow to red or a red to yellow. But the friend who has a beautiful gift, she really does. My aura is purple. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'm digging yeah. it. So if anyone has like any more insight to that, let me know. Cause I've had a couple of different <laughs> things, but that's what like I have. When you put so a mood ring on and you're like, what is green? Yeah. You need to know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> Uh, okay, number five. What did you want to be growing up? 
<laughs> um, in preschool, I wanted to be a vinyl graphics worker. That was my dad's graphic design company. And I worked there for a good 10 years growing up. But I also wanted to be a marine biologist. And I feel like that was like every person who was in like sixth grade in the 2000s, like wanted, to, I don't know what it was. Oh, yeah. Why we wanted to be marine biologists. I li- we're in, I'm in Michigan. Like, wh- where are you doing this job? <laughs> but that was, that was the vibe. Like, that was like what I wanted to do. I don't know. I'm right there with you. I feel like it was very common to be a marine biologist, not a vet, a marine biologist. And now my son's five and I ask him all the time. I'm like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I just love hearing if his answers changes. And it's usually always the same thing. But I'm like, even my nieces and nephews, I ask him and not one has said marine biologist. I'm like, girl, you did not live through the Lisa Frank era, all the stuff that was like making us want to be marine biologists. What was being pumped into these books and these classes that were like marine biologists, that's the move, no other option. Like, that's it. That's it for me. I don't know. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Number six, what is your favorite candle scent? Oh, um, so I'm a huge holiday candle person. I have no soaps and no candles that are not holiday specific. Um, and I do like a more natural based candle if I can find it. I don't do like a lot of the ones you can find in the stores. Sometimes I will do a target candle, but it has to be seasonal specific. So I love a Christmas scent during Christmas time. I like a nice, clean, fresh candle year round. Um yeah. But really, it is, it's like I do like a coconut in the summer, a holiday in the, in the winter. I do like a fall scented candle in the fall. So it's very specific to the time of year. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Number seven, what is an underrated celeb crush? Like personally, Ooh. I don't know if you followed me long enough, but I'm absolutely infatuated with Adam Sandler. Will oh everyone think he's the hottest <laughs> thing in the world? No, probably not. But do I think he is? Yeah, and everyone else is wrong. What to you is like an underrated love crush? Um, I don't know about underrated, but I I love me some Luke Bryan. I really do. Ooh. Um, and like Zac Efron has always been like, mm, like you know, yeah. I just always love a Zac Efron. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I love The Greatest Showman. That's one of my favorite movies, and I love that part. So that's yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I and it's funny. My husband and I talk about it. There's not like a, I don't know, like a Ryan Gosling. Always love a Ryan Gosling. Not very underrated, but like, you know, I'm here for that vibe. Yeah, I had some girl on here one time. I asked her that question. She said, Danny DeVito. I said, what? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. There's something about him. I'm like, girlfriend, you're like six foot tall. What are we oh talking about? That is, that is really funny. Yeah, I'll have to I was thrown off with more, like to say the Under least. the radar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it. number eight, in another life, what animal were you? Mm, so I did ask my husband what my what he thought my spirit animal would be, and he said a black panther, and Ooh. I can get behind that. I told him he was a dolphin because they like to have sex for fun. It's like the only animal that likes to like, <laughs> do that for fun. He's like, what do you mean yes. a dolphin? I'm like, well, this is why. He's like, oh, okay, I can, I can see that. Um, <laughs> and if you can get a vibe for how we run our mastermind, it's wild, but um yeah I would go with the Black Panther I I like his answer because I do have an energy about me that's like a don't fuck with me kind of energy but like when it comes time to really like make a move I will if it's needed absolutely projector vibes yeah yeah okay number nine and we talked about this might be your favorite food but how do you drink your coffee oh this is a good question I actually have a whole coffee highlights on my Instagram so if you want to creep that you can do you really are they all different are they all like the same coffee just like different Um, spots so I do mostly, I love a Starbucks. I'm sorry, I don't love Dunkin'. We talked about this before we <laughs> re-recorded. I'm sorry if that strikes a chord to you or any listener, but I'm a huge Starbucks person. I am a, I am a coffee snob. We drink um, at my house. We built our entire kitchen, designed it around our coffee maker that we have. It's plumbed into our wall. Wow. And yes, we're very big, specific coffee people. And I actually... We only drink at home Dave Asprey's coffee. I don't have any affiliation or links or anything, but it's his danger coffee. And the taste in and of itself is like it's next level. And there's no mold. It's all organic. There's no additives, no nothing. It is amazing. So if you're looking for an at-home coffee, that's what I would use. But if I'm at Starbucks, I do a cold brew with extra almond milk with two to three stevia and usually like a sugar-free vanilla. Mm -hmm. Um, and then sometimes I will do like an almond milk latte. 
as well if I want to mm-hmm. I always love like hearing people's like different ones because they're always yeah. so different like this one was like I do a frothy coffee it's black coffee mm-hmm. with cinnamon caramel and then I do a cold foam on top and yeah. she's like and I went from not drinking coffee at all to my girlfriend showed me and now I make that coffee at my house I'm like that is next level but you know what yes. you take the cake of building your whole <laughs> goddamn kitchen we did yes tea. yes because our designer was like where do you want your wine fridge and like my husband doesn't drink and I rarely drink and we're like oh no, we're doing a, a full on like coffee situation that we need our kitchen designed around. And on my retreats, my retreat planner and my team, they know how important it is to have these specific creamers, Truvia, all different things like specific. I have the girls like write in what they want. And a big part of that is like specific coffee situation. We have a whole coffee station set up for everyone's specific taste. It's like, it's a part of the experience. Oh, I love that. It's like, we're all here. We all know your coffee matters because you're like, I know I like my coffee and I want it one way. And there's nothing more disappointing than showing up to like a hotel. They have like the one pack of coffee with the one creamer and the, like the wood stick. You're like, who's, who's drinking this? Not the move. It is not the move. (laughs) All right. Last question. Number 10. What do you think your purpose is for Mm. other women in life, your kids? Like, what do you think you're calling or purpose or meaning is in life? Yeah, I love all of these, you know, they're not simple questions, but like fun questions. And then it's like, what is the meaning of life? Yeah, right. I, know. I, like, I, I end it because I tell the girls, I'm like, we're going to do this podcast at the end. It's going to be these questions. I promise it won't be hard. We get to the last one. The last girl's like, what the fuck? Quiet yeah. question is this, Debbie? <laughs> What's your coffee order? Like, what, what, do you, what is life all about? Yeah, yeah. What does um, life mean to you? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I do have kids. I'm married, you know, and a mentor of mine once shared with me, she's like, the purpose of life is to evolve more in love and light as a human. And I really do. um, I really do believe that is to keep evolving in more of who you are to share it to the world. And the more that you do that, the more you become in alignment and tuned to yourself, the more people you can help because I I heard a monk speak one time and he said, he was like, your purpose in life cannot be to help other people. And here's why is because if you are in a room by yourself on your deathbed or wherever you may be, there is no people there. What is your purpose to keep going? And I was like, holy shit, that's huge. Because so many people will say like, well, my purpose in life is to, to help all these people. And I was like, that's great. But really, what is it for you and your soul? And those can be extensions of your purpose. But that main core purpose for me is really to evolve more of who I am in more light and more love and just more of my truth to then be able to have that knowing of embodiment from within, which then gets to leak and pour out to everyone else. I love that answer because so many times, and not that, like you said, not that it's a wrong answer, but so it's many not wrong. people that come on the show, they'll say, oh, you know, like, like personally me, if I were to get asked that question, I would say, because I want to empower other women. I want women yes. to feel important and felt and needed and heard mm-hmm. and that, and it's so true. Like you said, like, that's great. That's a great meaning in life. And I'm glad that you want to help other people. But like RuPaul says, it's like, how the hell are you going to love somebody else if you can't even love yourself first? Yes. You know? Like, how can you help or evolve or do all these other things for all these people you technically want to help if you're not here? Like, if you're not even kicking and moving yourself. So, I love that because I think that, again, it sounds selfish to be like, I want to work on me and evolve as a person. And it's like, oh, it's so beautiful because then you can actually help more people. And I don't think a lot of us think about it that way. I know I didn't until you just said that. So, I love that answer. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So tell us where can people find you? Like what's the best way to either, are you more on Facebook, Mm -hmm. Instagram? Is there a website? Like where, where can people find you? Yeah. So I'm primarily on Instagram, just at Mallory Campbell. Um, you can find me there. I share most things there. You can also text me. I have a text community as well. Um, you can text just level up or text me really anything. It'll be, it'll (laughs) really, it'll send back to you. It's, um, you can text it at five, eight, six, 600 8492. And I send out weekly, like motivational pump up things that you can really connect with. They get the first, you know, share of my events, my programs, my retreats. But primarily, you can find me on Instagram at Mallory Campbell. I have, I don't know when this show is coming out. Um, but again, the seventh round of Level Up VIP starts mid February. And then the Austin retreat. 
um, is in May. So I have spots filling for that. I have a couple spots left for Austin and it really is an all in immersive experience with the, the high vibe ladies who you can have those trauma conversations with and therapy conversations with, but also we dance around the kitchen and make really fun reels. And it's just, it, it's all. It's both. It's all. It's everything. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's no joke. Like I literally follow her. And like I said, the ones that you've done previous years, like they're gone and over with. And I'm like, God mm-hmm. damn it. It was a year before I even knew who you were, but I'm yes. so upset about it. We're I'm going like, back oh, to Texas, baby. Come with us. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. We love Austin. It's the city itself is just, I have so many friends down there and some of them are coming in to speak as well. Oh, love it. So yeah, I'll put this, like I'll tag her Instagram handle. I'll put her website. I'll even put that Beautiful. text number in the show notes. Yeah. Also along with like the details about Mallory. If you want to read more into her, she's got oh, yes. her website. Yes. Oh, and, and our I- podcast. Yeah. My website's under construction right now, but you can actually listen to our podcast as well. It's the destined to be podcast. Beautiful. I will link yeah. that as well. So you guys can find that easily. We'll just like click it and it'll take you right over to them. Mallory, thank you so much for coming on this again. I feel like I've been fangirling for a long time and I love having these conversations yeah, and you can just so read good. a lot about just having a conversation with someone. It's like, I feel like I know you like, I feel yeah, like, totally. Oh yeah, we go way back. Yes. I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, so, so it has been such a pleasure talking, guys. Every Monday, there's episodes dropping, and then Thursdays are now added with badass guests like today's episode with Mallory. So make sure to hit that subscribe button at the top. That way, you don't miss a thing. It'll alert you when any episode comes out, any crazy thing that happens with the HBIC podcast. But until then, enjoy your day, and we will see you guys back here for another episode.